Welcome to Awaken to Sleep Education. And that's what I have for you today. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, it was a lot. That was a lot. I tend to speak fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, please don't apologize. I mean, you laid it on tonight. There's a lot of things that we can use to screen our patients. I mean, I think that's, that's probably the overarching take home. There's a ton of intraoral signs, ton of things we can use for questionnaires. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. So one, one question uh, I can answer really quickly uh, right off the top um, for Q&A. Um, can you send the stop bang in Epworth forms after the webinar? Yes, our team already confirmed. We'll go ahead and send that out in along with the CE link. So you guys can have that directly. No big deal. Um, you can Google them. Uh, I used to joke with physicians ages ago. Stop bang was the wife would say stop. And then it was bang. <laughs> they would, you know, there's some, it's always the wife who's, you know, dealing with the husband snoring. That's the stereotype. Yeah. Uh, and there's, other, there's other forms out there, too. There's the yeah. Berlin questionnaire. Um, but I will tell you that Epworth is one that, you know, even if, even if you don't love it, it's probably the one you need to start using because if you do start doing a lot of this in your practice and you get to the point that you are treating patients, um, the insurance companies are going to require you to have an Epworth on, on file for the patient. So that's, I mean, that's their required form. Um, I, I kind of say sometimes, you know, that you have to have that 11 or higher and it's, it doesn't mean anything to anybody, except it means a lot to the insurance company. So, you know, I, that, that is a form that whether you like it or not, you need to have it if you're going to be treating patients, not necessarily for screening them, but once you start treating them, you are going to need to have that form. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so um, that goes into, um, uh, shoot, I just lost it. There we go. That was another question. Um, you had mentioned a lot of this is about screening, but the obvious next step from screening is testing. Um, yeah. Tina asks what your in-office protocol is for sleep studies. Are you handing them out? Are you um, referring them out to a third party? So to we, share? Yeah, do we don't do any diagnostic sleep testing in our practice. Okay. All of our sleep testing is done at a local sleep physician. We have a few physicians that we work with. Um, we refer them to the uh, board certified doctor. They get their study. The physician evaluates them. So, you know, at say, for example, so, and I know we didn't get into this, but there's, you know, um, defining factors to define whether that patient has mild sleep apnea, moderate sleep apnea, or severe sleep apnea. If that patient has severe sleep apnea, then the, the doctor will try and get that patient to try a CPAP machine first. If that patient is mild or moderate, then the doctor will give them a choice whether they want to do CPAP or oral appliance. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. And there's, um, uh, like you said, Anju, this is a lot of your patients are referred in now that are yeah. pre They're already diagnosed. They've right. either failed CPAP or that physician's referring them over for mild and moderate. I mean, guys, that's everybody's dream, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, but that takes time, a lot of work to get there. They're in our practice. They're, they're just there to get help. You know, there's not, you know, me trying to, you know, there's just, I, I mean, I think that if you follow the correct protocol and you educate them well, your conversion rate between getting them in the door for a consult and getting them there for treatment is going to be pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Stacy. Yes. Great content. Um, she said time well invested. So. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. 
You're checked in some important boxes tonight, Doc. We appreciate Good. it. Good. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Tony, uh, Dr. Bear, uh, he said, hate to beat a dead horse, but do you charge a case fee? Uh, we charge for the appliance, but hate to nickel and dime for each item, like every visit. Um, is everything included in your appliance fee? Okay, so I can tell you how we do it. I'm not sure that's gonna how that's going to compare to other doctors, but I can tell you what we do. So we have a case fee that covers the first 120 days of treatment, okay? So I used to do 90 days. Then I kind of found out that, you know what, I, I, I might have wanted them to be in the appliance a little bit longer, or we had some adjustment appointments in there. And by the time they were ready to do their follow-up sleep test, we were past 90 days. So we, we went with 120. So they get their appliance, they get one follow-up sleep test, and they get their office visits that they need. Now, we run our practice, I know, a little bit differently than some other you know, practitioners across the country. You know, a lot of these appliances come with adjustment keys. We do not give patients, any of our patients, any of their keys. So any adjustments that they need, they're coming into the office, okay? Gotcha. Um, you know, for Prasomnus type devices where they are, you know, there's a different tray they can change to, and it's a little bit more easy to um, advance the device where they can't, you know, they don't have to turn this side one direction and this side the other direction. They can't mess it up. We'll give them the next tray. But anything where there's a chance of them making a mistake, they're coming into the office for an adjustment. Um, so those adjustment appointments are included. Um, and then the one follow-up sleep study is included. And then after that, after 120 days, whenever they return to the office, they're billed for an office visit. And of course, this is all medical insurance. Yeah. So I guess that um, that parlays perfectly. I know <laughs> billing and insurance wasn't quite the topic tonight, but we do have some questions for and it. It's not my specialty either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. What? So, so... <laughs> Marg uh, Marguerite asked, um, do they ask about insurance coverage and how do you deal with that? I'll actually translate that just a tad because you said I'm not the expert at this. Was there a time that you did fee for service and then moved to medical insurance? Or did you just, no. did you jump into medical insurance right out of the gate? We did medical insurance right out the gate. Okay. Um, we were non-participating. Yep. The only difference now over the years is that um, we are in network with some insurances. Gotcha. Um, uh, you are we, all in? Always taken medical insurance. Um, mm -hmm. We did for a very short amount of time, try doing our own billing. It was not worth it. Um, and we have always used a medical billing company yeah. with, with the exception of that very short window of time. And it, it did not work. Yeah. Yeah. We, so our, we have a, a little bit wider span of clients. Some folks that are just starting out that are comfortable on mm -hmm. the fee for service kind of hybrid billing as a courtesy side. Uh, okay. you all, if you, if you guys are there, you can start there. Don't, some people are going to say no. The folks that are referred in to Dr. Unju's office, uh, they're referred in from a physician. Those folks are expecting to have medical coverage. No different than when your yes. internal medicine doctor refers you to the ENT, you expect them to take your medical card. Yeah, It's the same expectation for medical. But if you're just starting out screening and that's your major hurdle, like what she said, there, there's tools, there's people, there's great companies out there that will help you with that. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and yet we had to start somewhere too, right? So we started with screening. Right. I remember being happy when I had, you know, three or four consults in that month. I was happy. 
Now we have four or five consults a day, you know, so yeah. it's, it's just grown over yeah. time. Um, but yeah. you do have to start somewhere. So that is uh, perfectly connects to James's question. He said, is the medical community getting more accepting uh, to the dentist screening and treating OSA or? I would say, yes. I would say, especially in light of, I'm not sure if you know, but there was a huge CPAP recall um, over the last year and, um, you know, patient, they can't get CPAPs for their patients. So they need to get treatment for these patients too. So they're very open to working with you. Yes. Got it. <laughs> so on the same topic, but somebody else, Dr. Silverstone, um, some of the patients, he said, some of my patients have discussed my finding with their local MD. A few have been told that the MD can't see how the dentist can tell this. How would you handle that? What would be the finding that Dr. Silverson is discuss is referring to? Uh, like they've they've had a test come in, or the patient was a candidate for an appliance um, based on that test, and the patient says, "I want to go get a second opinion." And they go back to their primary doctor. Well, but who did the study? Is my question. Oh, I don't know. He didn't. He didn't have that context. Yeah. Um, so so let, let's I put it, that, I, I, and I think that goes to why I highly think that uh, the study should always come from the physician and not from the dentist. Yeah, I mean, so I that, can order studies. I can order studies in Michigan, but I, I don't. You know, some some states you can't. Um, in Michigan, you can, um, but I just think it kind of it doesn't create the rapport that you want with that sleep physician. Yeah. So how did, how do you, um, if you refer out, I think his question was in context, if you refer out for your findings, your screening yes. you're positive, you refer out to an MD for the testing yes. and that MD, those patients go back to their internal medicine doctor who says, what's your dentist talking about? That's well, the then I think that that's when you should probably pick up the phone or sit, make a face-to-face -face meeting, sit down with the, some of the PCPs. Because if they don't, you know, you have to look at it like, you know, when a, a physician goes to medical school, they get maybe a day in the world of sleep. You know, they don't have all that training. Um, so the, and if they don't even understand that there is a, a whole field of medicine called dental sleep medicine, then it maybe it's it's our place to help educate them. Got it. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I know some of the, even some of the um, oral appliance companies right now, some of their initiatives this year are to reach out to the physicians mm -hmm. and try and, you know, educate physicians on oral appliance therapy, because yeah. that's how we're going to, you know, start even screening more people because the patient is with their PCP more than they are with their specialists. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, what do you tell medical offices? Uh, when they, oh, we got the cost one covered already. Sorry. Um, I've heard of offices using uh, pulse oximetry. What would be the benefit of doing this chair side? How would the pulse ox give us insight as a predictor of OSA? Um, well, the pulse ox is going to give you, you know, an idea of how low, um, well, you mean if they're doing like an overnight pulse oximetry or just chair side pulse ox taking the pulse ox? Yeah, Tina's question said chair side, um, okay, so I think not overnight. What you're doing there maybe is trying to, you know, if you had a patient that did a sleep test and you, like, say you saw in their sleep study that their oxygen level dropped down to say 80% in the night. And you're trying to explain the patient, like, why that is an abnormal finding. 
you could use a pulse ox chair side to, you know, have them put their finger in a pulse ox and, you know, their, you know, their oxygen saturation is probably going to be, you know, 98, 99% and you're able to say like, okay, like hold your breath as long as you possibly can, you know, and maybe they'll get it to drop a point or two, but maybe no more than that. Well, how did they get all the way down to 80% at night? So I think if that's like a good show and tell for the patient about how severe of a medical situation this is. Got it. Cool. Um, sleep studies. Um, they said sleep study or night owl for titration. Um, maybe what sleep study units are, or yeah. units so, are you using um, There's different sleep studies out there. You know what? I use a watch pat um, for my follow-up studies. I used to use Aries before that. I used an Umbleta. I mean, we've had a couple different ones. Um, I think the watch pat is um, very easy, easy for the patient. So I do like watch pat versus Aries. Um, but, you know, and I think the one thing you want to look at, the one nice thing about watch pat too, is it's looking at um, sleep time versus test time. So you're getting a more accurate idea of what the patient's uh, results are. Yep. Um, so that's, that's a nice perk of that study. Yes. I, as a, a sleep tech myself from many years ago. Oh, uh, interesting. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. 20 years. We'll have that conversation uh, yeah. later, a <laughs> different day. Um, but yeah, it's sleep time versus uh, test time is a, a big deal. Um, yeah, it is a big deal. So a lot of times, you know, we'll see these uh, studies and they're completely underestimated, right? Yes. Um, but I do think the watch pad's pretty accurate that way. Yep. Absolutely. And we actually, um, last year in to that end, in I think April, we launched our, uh, for our interp service, an AI algorithm that pulls the data to make sure that we're only ever using sleep time instead oh, of great. test time. Yeah, it's pretty, great. I, the technology that's out there these days is stinking awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. Well, doc, you burned our questions. Like you'd like a machine, like got through them. Um, we have three minutes and I'm going to say we never end early. Oh. Um, I have a couple slides that I'm going to show you guys. Uh, if you've been here before, you've seen them. Uh, don't judge. <laughs> We're here for you still. If you have burning questions, we've got a calendar on the website. It's at that page. You can ask us questions. There's no obligation. We want to be here to serve you. No different than uh, Dr. Ely was here tonight to answer your questions and give great content. If you got specific questions about your practice, we'll spend 30 minutes with you and answer those the best we can. Uh, the other thing is if you want to come to a course, we have one coming up, it's a single day. Uh, so one day, January 27th, it's on the website. Uh, it's half off. Um, Dr. Greg Manning is gonna be joining us. He's a old school regular from our uh, speaking team. He's fantastic and he's coming back to do his 2023 cameo. Um, Bottom line, those two things, easy peasy. If you have your phone, you want to screenshot this or go to that, whatever that is, the QR code thingy. Um, you can talk to a coach or register for the course either way. We'd love to see you. Uh, as Dr. Ely said, uh, she speaks at a lot of great places. Um, our heartbeat, hers, ours in this topic of screening is that you got to do something. That's the bottom line, guys. You got to do something. If you're not doing this yet, please do this. If you already are doing it and you're discouraged, ask questions, reach out for help. There's people like us in a lot of different places. We're happy to help. 
because we know that this matters. It's affected our families, it affects you guys, it affects your patients. We want you to do good work out there. That's the whole point of a community like this. So doc, I, I don't want to steal the last moment of thunder. Oh, you no, you're great. I, I appreciate you having me here tonight. And, um, you know, I hope you guys could feel how passionate I am about this. Um, and I hope that, you know, what, it, even if it touched a few of you, I, I did a good job. So that's it. Yeah, you did a great job. Love the heartbeat. Love the content. It was a ton, but it was great. Thanks. We appreciate you. Thank you for your time tonight. Absolutely. Good night, everybody. Yep. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Good night. Thank you for joining us on this webinar. If you'd like more information on dental sleep medicine education, coaching, or home sleep testing services, please feel free to reach out to us at awakenasleep.com forward slash edu or at info at awaken number two sleep.com. Thank you and have a great day.